You are listening to the Forgotten News Podcast. But before we begin, here are a few words about a couple of other podcasts that we think you might want to try. Hi, this is Minna from True Crime Finland. Ah, Finland, so peaceful and safe. There isn't even any crime there, right? Wrong. Join me every two weeks in discovering the dark side of the land of a thousand lakes. Everything from human trafficking and Ponzi schemes to double homicide and child abuse. From the forgotten and lesser known to the legendary and infamous Finnish cases, the podcast will be sure to offer something for everyone. You can find True Crime Finland on iTunes, Pocket Casts, Podcast Addict, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, 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 it's Carrington from Real Deeds Podcast, and with me I have some fantastic co-hosts. Guys, why don't you introduce yourselves? This is Andrew, coming to you from Lynchburg, Ohio. This is Cody, coming from you also from Ohio. And this is Kyle, coming to you straight from the armpits of West Virginia. We are an indie gaming podcast. We all share a love for games, um, and you can check out our show on Podbean. Uh, just search for Real Dudes Podcast. You can also find us on iTunes, uh, Google Play, um, it, really any of the podcasting outlets that you like to use. Again, that is Real Dudes Podcast. Uh, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, if you love video games, you will love our show. Welcome to Strange But Forgotten, a series of occasional mini-episodes of the Forgotten News Podcast. These shorter episodes will feature odd, unusual, spooky, or funny stories that aren't really a good fit for a full-length episode of the podcast. But, just like the regular episodes, these will always be true stories that were randomly found in old newspapers. Stories that hadn't seen the light of day in decades, or even a century or more. So, for a little while, just relax and let this podcast be your time machine. Enjoy a slice of life from long before you were born. And now, here's your host. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Strange But Forgotten, a mini-episode of the Forgotten News Podcast. My name is Jim. My name is Kate Karen. We host the show. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. 
If you're a regular listener to the Forgotten News podcast, then you already know the stories that are featured on these occasional mini-episodes are typically smaller bits of history that are just a little too short for a full-length episode. And so, with that being said, let's get started. I am going to begin by talking about the fact that, for most people, a history book is the only in-depth connection they will ever have to the famous men and women of the past, or to being able to walk down the avenues and boulevards of yesteryear. Unfortunately, those history books usually will not allow any detours through the side streets and back alleys of the past. But what if you are someone who wants to walk down the side streets and back alleys of yesteryear? There are very few history books that will take you on that type of a journey, or that will enable you to meet or even to know the names of the forgotten people from history. Well, that's where we come in. One of the original goals of this podcast was to tell lost and obscure stories from history. So, on this mini-episode, we are going to feature some true crime stories that never made it into any history book. And also, some people who never made it into any history book. Let me explain. As many of you know, I live in Cleveland, Ohio. We currently have one daily newspaper, the Cleveland Plain Dealer. It's been in business since 1842. We also have some smaller newspapers in the surrounding suburbs. Those suburban newspapers are generally published once a week, and one of the main reasons that people buy them is because they all have a police blotter column, which is basically a list of random crimes that were perpetrated within that community during the previous week. Sometimes the crimes are just plain stupid because they were committed by stupid people. Other times, the crimes are quite serious. Well, listeners, you might be interested to know that way back in the 19th century, there were many newspapers that featured a police blotter type of column, often combined with news of what happened when the suspect showed up in court. And on this mini-episode of the Forgotten News podcast, we're going to feature a random police blotter and court news column that was published in the Cleveland Plain Dealer 150 years ago. It will be narrated, basically verbatim, in the words of the anonymous reporter who wrote it. Please keep in mind that for some of the people mentioned in this column, it was the only time that their name was ever printed in a newspaper, other than possibly an obituary. 
also keep in mind that most of these people are somebody's great-great-grandfather or grandmother. Maybe even yours. <laughs> However, before we begin, we definitely need to give a short warning to our listeners. The stories that you will hear in this police plotter and court news column are essentially a slice of life from those side streets and dark alleys that we mentioned a little earlier. There will be some brief descriptions of violence and tragedy. There are also some mentions of drunkenness and abuse of women. In addition, since these stories are being told exactly as they were originally written, please be aware that you will hear some words and phrases that could be considered offensive or insensitive in the present day. So listeners, if you think that hearing these things could possibly cause you to have a negative emotional reaction, then this mini-episode might not be something that you should listen to. And for the same reason, parental discretion is strongly advised. Since there are portions of this mini-episode which could be upsetting or even frightening to young ears. Oh, there is one more thing we think we should mention. You will hear descriptions of defendants being sentenced to paying fines that might sound small. But keep in mind that $1 in 1868 is equal to approximately $18 in the present day. So a fine of $3 would have actually been pretty substantial let alone a fine of $20. Just saying. And so, with all of that having been said, here we go. Police blotter and court news. Our featured narrator is K.D. Burr, host of the Southern Grimoire podcast. Municipal Court, Cleveland, Ohio, June 19th, 1868. John Connors and some drunken companions went into a saloon on Ohio Street, and after partaking of three or four dollars worth of lemonade and soda water, ran away without paying the bill. Connors was caught. He was sent to the workhouse for thirty days. Thomas Bowen, who told a fantastical story of supposedly being robbed and garroted on the Newburgh Road, in which he figured as the victim, was fined three dollars for drunkenness and court costs. <coughs> Mrs. Shannon was fined three dollars and court costs for drunkenness. <coughs> John Hollihan, a seedy old Irishman, was arraigned for vagrancy. He was given 24 hours in which to leave town. John Gard was charged with indecent exposure of person, but was not present. His case was continued until June 22nd. Josephine Glatz, a young lady with a demure face and much curls, 
was sent to the workhouse for thirty days for vagrancy. Peter Doran, charged with drunkenness, was discharged. Henry Benoff, a West Side blacksmith, was fined three dollars and court costs for abusing his wife, and is required to give bail in the sum of one hundred dollars, to keep the peace for six months, and to remain in prison until the bond is signed. Anne Tuey, charged with creating a disturbance while drunk, was discharged. Anne supports a worthless husband by washing. She has a hard life and tries to make it pleasant by imbibing fire water occasionally. John Campbell, a suspicious person, thought he could explain matters if the court was willing, but the court wasn't. His case was continued to June twenty-second. Nancy Turner, charged with disturbance, was sentenced to three months in the workhouse. Frank Russell, a youth with much Bowery style about his person, hails from New York City. By profession, he is a pickpocket. Yesterday, he perpetrated the very manly act of picking the pocket of a sleeping immigrant at the depot, of one hundred dollars in money, and the poor traveler's steamboat ticket to Detroit. He pleaded guilty and was sentenced to jail for thirty days, with ten days to be fed only bread and water, and fined five dollars and costs. John Castle pleaded not guilty to the charge of assault and battery. He is employed at bricklaying on Mr. Loman's new building on Vineyard Street. Yesterday, a half-drunken man applied to him for work. He didn't want him. The fellow placed himself in the path of the workmen on the platform and refused to leave. Therefore, John Castle, after warning him away, forcibly removed him. The charge grew out of this circumstance. The defendant was discharged. <coughs> Levi Sherman charged with assaulting his wife. He pled guilty. Mrs. Sherman, a neat, respectable-looking woman, was the main witness, and her weeping eyes testified to the pain she felt at being obliged to appear against her husband. The fact that she is expecting a child shows the assault to be mean and cowardly in the extreme. She said her husband has a bad temper, but behaved himself except when on a spree, which would not occur often, when he would treat her in a manner to be remembered for a lifetime. Sherman was fined three dollars and costs, and sentenced to confinement in prison until such time as he could give bond for one hundred dollars to keep the peace for three months. John Conroy, a railroad hand. While working on the Columbus Road, three miles out, yesterday flew into a rage at his brother and struck him on the head with a railroad gauge, inflicting a terrible wound. His case was continued until June twenty-second. John P. Reidenbach was charged with violating the street ordinance, meaning that he likely obstructed the sidewalk with signs, boxes, or other materials. His case was continued until June twenty-second. John Wheeler, a colored boy, was fined twenty dollars in costs and sentenced to jail for thirty days on bread and water for lewd behavior. 
He had behaved in an indescribably obscene manner in the presence of some little schoolgirls in the park, and would have been soundly beaten by some nearby citizens had not a policeman immediately taken him into custody. George Schaefer was charged with assault for purpose of intent to commit rape. His case was continued until June 22nd. A beastly fellow named O.A. Wood, who keeps a saloon on Broadway, was charged with incest for having, at several times, cohabitated with his stepdaughter. The girl is 14 years of age. Her name is Harriet Courier. This man Wood has a very damaging record. Last summer he was arrested for violating the persons of several little girls, causing them to contract a loathsome disease. He formerly kept a house of ill fame on the west side and was arrested for the offense. If proved guilty this time, the monster will be pretty likely to disappear from the surface. His case was also continued until June 22nd. He also figures prominently in a divorce case, now before the court, in which a husband sues for a divorce from his wife on the ground of adultery with this wood. Update June 26, 1868 The incest case against O.A. Wood has been dismissed by the prosecution. It appears that Wood is not married to the mother of the girl, with whom he was accused of cohabitating. The dismissal was entered, as nothing has been seen of the accusing witness since she swore out the affidavit against Wood. And that brings us to the end of the police blotter and court news of June 19th, 1868. We hope you enjoyed having this brief opportunity to take a glance into the scruffy side of life in the 19th century. But this will not be the last time that you will hear a police blotter column on this podcast. We intend to make it into an ongoing segment that we will include as often as possible as part of our regular full-length episodes directly following our featured stories. We simply decided to use this mini-episode to showcase the start of this new segment. Now, for the near future, these segments will only come from old issues of a Cleveland Plain Dealer. Because that is what is convenient for us, for right now. However, we would very much like to tell police blotter stories from the newspapers of other places in the 19th century. If you have the time and ability, just email one to us from your city or town. The address is Forgotten News Podcast at gmail.com. And now, with all of that having been said, we would like to thank K.D. Burr, the host of Southern Grimoire, for being the narrator of the police blotter and court news column on this mini-episode. And we would like to thank Jeff Richardson, the co-host of Everything is Awesome with Jeff and K.C., and also the host and lore master of Shattered Worlds RPG. For voicing the introductory title of the segment. Next, please remember that this mini-episode is a special feature of the Forgotten News Podcast. If you like our show, 
please be sure to go to iTunes, also known as Apple Podcasts, and rate, review, and subscribe to the Forgotten News Podcast. Of course, we'd prefer a five-star review, by the way. <laughs> it definitely helps to attract new listeners and to move up the charts. So thanks in advance for doing that. By the way, speaking of thanks, we will, as usual, thank Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com for the music used on this mini-episode. We have included specific credits for him and his music in the show notes, which you can find on our website, www.ForgottenNewsPodcast.Podbean.com Or just go on to Google and simply type Forgotten News Podcast Podbean. It will take you right there. Hey, Jim. Guess what? What? We now have swag for the Forgotten News Podcast. I know. Over the past year, we have had requests from listeners that we offer merchandise with the logo of the Forgotten News Podcast, such as t-shirts, mugs, or tote bags. Well, you'll be happy to know that we finally have it. In your choice of either black on yellow or in white on black. Both versions are absolutely gorgeous. We're so excited to be able to have them for you. Just go to tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C dot com. And use the search bar to type Forgotten News Podcast. As if it was all one word. Not three. And just in case you are having any trouble finding our merchandise on the Tee Public website, don't worry. We've included a clickable direct link in the show notes for this episode. And if you buy something for yourself, or someone you know that listens to the show, and, you know, you not only have a nice shirt, coffee mug, tote bag, or whatever, but every sale gives us a few bucks to offset our costs, and to keep the podcast going. So listeners, go to tpublic.com and use the search feature that's located on the homepage. Just type Forgotten News Podcast as if it was all one word. And you're good to go. But don't forget to hit the search button. <laughs> Thank you, Kit. So, finally... Since we absolutely love our listeners, we would like you to love us back by letting us know your comments, suggestions, ideas, thoughts, and anything else you might like to say in regard to this mini-episode or any of our past episodes or mini-episodes or about the show in general. So with that in mind, our email address is ForgottenNewsPodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to type that as all one word. There are no hyphens, dashes, or underscores. You can also find the Forgotten News Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Just type Forgotten News Podcast as three words into the search box and you can find us. It's very easy. But please, 
Take note, the Twitter handle for our podcast is at newsforgotten and not forgotten news. Jim tweets and answers tweets from there. But if any of our listeners would like to follow or contact me on Twitter, my handle is at KitKaren, spelled K-I-T-C-A-R-E-N, as if it were all one word. And if you're nice, (laughs) I promise you'll hear back from me. So anyway, please feel free to use any of those methods to interact with us. We love hearing from our listeners. And we aren't just saying that. We truly hope you enjoyed listening to this special mini-episode of our occasional feature, Strange But Forgotten, and the introduction of our new police blotter and court news segment. But unfortunately, we are now at the end. So, goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, history is no mystery. Thank you for listening to Strange But Forgotten, a series of occasional mini-episodes of the Forgotten News Podcast. You will now be exiting the time machine. But please, be sure to come back again to enjoy another visit to the past. There is more law in the end of a policeman's nightstick than in all the decisions of the Supreme Court. Passing through, passing through Sometimes happy, sometimes blue Glad that I ran into you Tell the people that you saw me passing through